gentlemen seniors and youth Taiwanese Pro Ball podcast is back and this time I'll be trying to go on a adventure with an interview series throughout the plus leagues third season trying to bring out some different content from what we can get out of the oh my PLG season <laughs> but to open things up I have Quan Lee my colleague my friend and somebody who knows basketball really well to give us a quick preview of the third season coming up tomorrow is opening night so hopefully we can get this podcast in in time Lioneers versus Braves but for the preview episode Quan I'd like to go through all the six teams just a quick word on each of them and at the end we'll play a little game sounds good oh a little game I was not informed of that well that's part <laughs> of the surprise well if we're looking at last season let's start with the team that finished in last place but has some exciting things happening with the teams for the pilots, they switched all their imports. They mm-hmm. brought in a bunch of rookies. They made a big trade, interestingly enough. But what is the thing that caught your attention when it comes to the pilots that stands out the most? Well, what you mentioned was well, all true, right? They they uh, they have an all new import ro- rotation, and we actually had news today that Ricky Vero will no, no, no longer be with the team anymore. But to me, the biggest news for the off season is definitely their draft. So they had, I believe, four, three out of four first round, first four picks were from, mm-hmm. to, I went to the pilots. And judging from scrimmages and the uh, rookie challenges and, you know, the cross uh, league competitions, I'm really high on Xiao Bai, Bai Yao Cheng. I don't know his English name, but, you know, we'll figure that out. But um, having someone uh, that, uh, that fits the mold of a traditional point guard, I think will. Uh, Will kind of will help the pilots run their offense a little better, right? Because last season they had a lot of guards, especially local guards, but not anyone that can really run the offense for them. So having that should organize their offense in totality, and I think he's someone that can start, that can uh, play off the bench, and you know I think his synergy with Guan Dayo Killer, I think that's his name, Killer Guan, will be very interesting uh, for the upcoming season. And of course, you have to mention uh, Zhang Zhenya. Right, he's the number one pick for a reason. He provides shooting and uh, length and size at his position, and that is something that's pretty. That combination is pretty rare for a local players. So I'm looking forward to the young core. That's interesting because the pilots selected a forward, and then a guard, then a center with right. Ding and MD with their first three picks. So does that make the pilots a competitive team this season, or <laughs> will it take a few years to have those younger players improve? Because now that they especially traded away Hayden, Wu Jiajun, mm-hmm. their guard average age is the youngest in the league, which obscure kind of stats, but this is what you listen <laughs> Taiwanese pro ball for. Right. Um, so will it take a while, or do you think in a league like ours, can they compete right away from the jump now? After two seasons of maybe some disappointments, definitely showing some weaknesses toward the end of both seasons. I think especially because our, of our league's competition, it will take them some time to kind of adjust, especially for the young guys we just mentioned. Because you look at the trend for rookies for the past two years, you look at Zhu, Zhu Yunhao from last season, even Chen Yue, who won Rookie of the Year, it took, it took them a, about a month or two to get ready for the game speed. So for even for you know 
someone as good as Zhang Zhenya or Xiao Bai, it's it's going to take them a while. But I think having a off off season with uh, against playing against professional players should definitely help. Okay, well the pilots bringing up the rear, and we'll kind of move on. We'll maybe refer to back to every team if we make any connections as we go. Sure thing. Uh, the next team that did not make the playoffs, as four teams out mm-hmm. of the six make the playoffs, but the Steelers did not last season. Talking about youth, they drafted seven players, six signed, and of course they brought in through a trade, right. Little Lou Wang Liuxiang. So they had a very young team last year. This year they only picked up. Jamarcus from the draft. He's shown very good athleticism, some skill, and certainly the competitiveness that you'd like to see. They've also done a lot on the perimeter when it comes to signing free agents as well. Right. The Steelers, I feel like their local roster looks pretty strong. I think the imports might be the biggest question mark for now. Oh yeah, that's for sure. We we talked about Ricky Rivero being you know off the team now. I mean, the Steelers had the most rumor in the off season, and you know Vance uh, Vance Jackson Jr. is also you know canned from the team. But having I think having Terrence Jones you know making up for his place, I, I think that's a big boost. Terrence Jones, as we had in private conversations, he's the most experienced uh, import in terms of NBA you know pedigree. So having him, I think it's good. And you know, one thing I like about the Steelers is is that from last season to this one, they have continuity. Um, even from last season, you know, they uh, ultimately I think they built a pretty competent roster that can at least compete for a playoff spot. But they only had about maybe half a year because of Captain Lou's injury, because of Sean's late arrival. Having a full season this year, I think, you know, in general, just just by having that should have should should help them have an improved record. Sure, and a name that you haven't mentioned, I think I'd like to bring up is Weber Zhang Wei. Oh yeah, had his year suspension that he had to serve in the first year of the team. He would have fit a nice role, especially with the injuries, with Little Lu going to play for Chinese Taipei in an international competition. That's a guy who's kind of in between positions, but mm-hmm. also provides a little bit of skill, a little bit of toughness on the perimeter, which the Steelers would like to have. Of course. One notable thing is the changes to the management. Right. More recently, we um, have best wishes for Coach Lale, who was let go from the team. But higher up, Kenny Gall, as the general manager, has also brought a whole new flair to the team. As we need to remind the listeners, even though this is an audio podcast, the Steelers completely changed their branding. Do you think that will have a positive effect when it comes to the fan base and the excitement around the team, Quan? Um... Cause I think I think having a new brand identity definitely helps. Um, even from because they released a short mini film la- uh, yesterday, and their whole theme this season is you know focusing on the South Southern Taiwanese fan base, and I think that is already resonating pretty well uh, amongst the fans. And uh, you know having a new uniform, I mean that's a personal taste kind of thing. But like you said, adding a new flair to the team, I think add, uh, helps, and you know helps them remove a year from their losing record from last season. Sure, they did play stronger down the stretch, so we'll see how the coaching shakeups will, what oh, yeah. kind of results that will yield um, as we head into the season. They do open up on the opening weekend Sunday. Mm-hmm. Now, moving along, the fourth place team in the league by the standings, and of course, in the plus league, we include the playoff run, so kind of changes things up. But the new Taipei Kings is the next team to talk about. Um, they had signed young forward. Big sushi, sushi shin, <laughs> so they have a big sushi and they got a little sushi if you want to go to a little bit of Martin Wayan comedy. Right. They made the trade for Joseph Lin, but of course giving up a couple perimeter players for the 
that spot. And they drafted a couple guards as well. So this team is, I don't know if they're quite stacked at the guard position, but they certainly have a lot of them that we don't know how they'll play together and you don't know who's going to step up and develop. But it is a long season that they have time to figure it all out. Right. I think I think having Kyle back at the helm should definitely help because last season and towards the end there, he was a little banged up. Mm-hmm. And one thing I thought happened was that teams were uh, starting to figure, you know, his patterns his offensive patterns out a little bit this offseason you know he tweaked his shot a little bit it looks it looks better um if he can improve his outside shooting you know that should help and you know the the kings are one of the tougher teams for me to analyze this offseason because the synergy between joe joe lynn and uh kyle will be very interesting those two players operate best when they have the ball granted joe lynn can play a little off ball uh when he was as he's shown on the braves but judging from Coach Marchand's, you know, uh, rotation so far, he, he tends to play Joe Lynn and Kyle completely separately. And I think that can be a strength. But at the same time, I'm not sure if that's the best way to utilize the two players because, you know, in closing lineups, those two players are usually still on the, t- on the court at the same time. But how you uh, make that one plus one bigger than two, that's another story. Sure. If you think of it maybe rotation and minutes wise if they share court time or if they share or they split the court time shall Mm -hmm. we say for the first three quarters 36 minutes divided by two so they each get 18 minutes and then you figure out who's doing better we'll get the line share Mm -hmm. pun unintended for the (laughs) fourth quarter but i don't know if both guys would be so would be happy with just about 25 ish minutes of playing time if you split that up so that'll be an interesting piece um they also added Ling Jingbang from mm-hmm. originally from the Puyuan organization. Last year was a pilot, only played one game. And this year, the 37-year-old, I kind of feel like is in there to kind of give Amigo some rest spells on defense. Um, but the returning MVP is probably going to shoulder quite a bit of the scoring load, just like he did last season. Right. But like you said, it is a longer season. So having him there. And the thing is, I think he can still play. Last season was, you know, he was in a awkward spot that, you know, he didn't start. He didn't join the pilots till pretty late in the season. So his conditioning was, was probably a bit off. But Coach Marshawn, you know, has been has mentioned him as a X factor multiple times in interviews and, you know, conversations. So having him, I think, you know, helps with the depth especially since, you know, after trading for Joe Lynn, they sacrificed basically KJ and Steve-O in another pick. So their their bench squad is not as good as last season. So if uh, if Jingbang can um, provide some spark off the bench, that's going to be a, a huge huge help. Quick note from me, maybe a guy like JJ Jinyozo will have more of his shot. He definitely looks more aggressive, right. part, in part thanks to his trip to Southern California with some of his teammates and the organization, of course. And the last note... Byron Mullins obviously has lost a lot of weight. He's oh, gone yeah. with the, the bleached hair. That's a difficult, <laughs> totally different look. And the point I'm making is like with a whole offseason to put together a good plan and go through with your preparations, your recovery, and obviously building strength and skills, we'll see how the Kings and Coach Marshawn do right. heading into their second season working together. Congratulations to Coach for uh, signing that extension. Well, we'll move along on to the next team is the dreamers who plenty of people are high on and are you so high on the formosa taishing dreamers heading into this new season oh i'm buying into the hype i think to me they're probably the second at least the second best team in our league so far as currently constructed and uh i know that 
Randall Walco probably not playing this season, probably uh, is going to be a huge blow. But in the limited sample size we had last season when he went down, you know, the Dreamers fared pretty well still. And that's in large part due to their uh, forward depth. And they've added to that with, you know, like Zhou Guochen, Lu Guanliang. Those are all capable bodies, capable players at that spot. But most importantly, I think it's the two imports, right? The, the two new imports, I should say. Brandon Gilback is a given, you know, he's the defensive presence. But having Sir Dominic Pointer and especially Malcolm Miller, what they've shown in the in the preseason games, I think, is was very telling. Especially Malcolm Miller is someone that is basically center size in Taiwan, uh, very agile, shoots the three ball, can run the break. He's a he's kind of a do everything uh, import. So maybe I think we see Coach Julius ditch his you know next man out, up um, philosophy a little bit and insert him as a more in a more predominant role. I think with the Dreamers, it's interesting. We can probably continue on with talk about imports, whereas in the past, mm-hmm. um, Coach Julius and General Manager Jonathan, they were probably thinking Gilbeck needs to develop more, so we need to bring in other big bodies right. like Julian Boyd and eventually like Yankovic. Um, bigger bodies to hold the back line, play the interior for the team. But now with Gilbeck improving the way he has, certainly I think more, more on offense and the defense obviously um, – Led the league in shots block. We'll see if he can keep his fouls under control. Yeah, um, they're looking toward the, more toward the perimeter with their imports. Maybe provide even more scoring spark, which will be interesting to see. Yeah. Speak, speaking of perimeter, I think there's something I want to add. Um, I think this is going to be a big season for Luca Ag. <laughs> yeah, he has two English names for some reason, but this is going to be a big season for him, right? Mm-hmm. They, they traded for Hayden, like you mentioned earlier. He's probably going to operate as a bench uh, guard, coming uh, a guard coming off the bench. That moves Jeff to his natural position of the two. That mm-hmm. means, you know, the, the one spot is pretty much for AGs to take. So, you know, I think if he can take that the, the next step, it's going to be beneficial for the, especially for the perimeter perimeter, perimeter play part yeah. that you mentioned. Damn. <laughs> That's all right. Aji is probably, for statistically speaking, had a little bit of a step down in the second season. But I would say his importance to the team took especially a step up, especially with the Dreamers Definitely. parting ways with you know Anthony Tucker, who they're familiar with, played in the first season. Maybe even Jaron Young controlled the basketball a little bit more. They're looking toward their local guards to run the show on the offensive end. And, of course, the Dreamers provided us with quite a great show in the playoffs despite oh, yeah. going down 3-1. The win was by um, was it 15 points, and they held the Braves to like 80 points. And their losses, of course, two at home, um, maybe not a good sign of the strength, but only by single digits. And they, of course, went into double overtime right, yeah. for the first time in league history. So I, too, am optimistic about the Dreamers. I mean, they haven't brought in a lot of newer young players, so the younger guys from their original team in the Plus League are now growing into their roles and going into a spot where they need to really show it on the floor second seed overall last season let's see i mean if they can do that or even better and of course they want better results in the playoffs definitely well that moves us on to the second place team the shinzu jekko lioners um not too much additions in the offseason in terms of free agents it was uh jiang guangqian and uh mickey li chi ming but i think interesting i'd like to start with their drafted players um you kind of have two different ends you have um, skillful and maybe offensively more minded kind of point guard in Zimbo Yu, who's got the most interesting nickname of mm-hmm. our league. He is 
Joker, according to some of our inside information. <laughs> okay. Anyways, but on the other end, you have a very athletic and certainly defensive-minded Iboka. These are two young additions that... Do you think they'll see a lot of court time to begin the season? Um. Yes. For, for one, I think I'm on the side of the Lioneers. Uh, local players need to step it up. I'm on that side. So mm-hmm. I think if Zimbo Yu and Iboka can show, especially Iboka, I think like his size, you know, on on their team, there isn't there are not a lot of options that uh, that offer that combination of size and agility. But Zimbo Yu has shown a lot in the off season as well. Like right, we, we've seen him operate as the kind of a six man role already. Mm-hmm. You know, he hits outside shots, which the Lioneers are in desperate need of. Um, heading into the uh, the season, I was initially skeptical of the Lioneers, uh, whether they can, you know, recreate their success last season from last season. Uh, because, you know, having Artino and having Bular and having Bennett, I think those combination limits you uh, to a certain play style. But I think having Tariqo White as a perimeter creator, maybe something like, you know, what Nick Faust did last season is going to be hugely beneficial for them. Um, but the least competition, I think, overall has gone up, especially with the Dreamers, even with the Steelers, who didn't make the playoffs. So I think it's not a guarantee that the Lioners even make a playoff, in my humble opinion. But mm. they should be at least as good as last season is is what their goal should be. I mean, they, they said, Coach Greg said, you know, they're aiming for the chip this season. And I think that's the right, right mi- mindset. But it, we shall wait and see. Sure. Um, Tariqa White? When he when he can make his debut, of course, mm-hmm. will be the interesting dynamic because the Lioneers know they like to keep one ginormous center between Hashim to beat now Simbular for a second season, but they need somebody to score on the perimeter, right. at least in all the additions we've seen. And so, Tariqa White's the latest addition, and we'll see when he makes his debut on the court. So, the guys on the perimeter, like you mentioned, Simbular is a guy who can showed some scoring punch. I was like. You talk about local stepping up. Maybe Lee Jari, the captain, needs to kind of step it up himself too. Right. I honestly, I think he gets too much crap. Right? Like, I think true. I think he's doing not bad. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like he's worthless, like some fans say. But yeah, if he wants to take a leadership role on this team, he needs to step it up and performance on the floor. Right. Sure. But they went to the Portland trip. You know, he 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 kind of tweaked his shot a little bit as well. Maybe that improves. That's going to be key for him. Yeah. Now. Did you notice that the Lioneers love to start games with only one guard and, like, three forwards? And the ends with three guards, yeah, or two they, guards at least. <laughs> <laughs> They're the, one of the rare teams that, like, actually need to fit the basketball lineup prototypes of, like, having two guards out there, controlling the flow, directing some traffic. It's kind of an interesting dynamic. And I'll leave off by saying Coach Greg, after winning the Coach of the Year right. last season— in some ways, he's under more pressure, but in some ways, it's a longer season. And you know the Lioneers are going to make a push toward the end. Right. So look out for that. But to begin the season, certainly there's things to work out, even for the number one seeded team from last season. That moves us on to the final team, the Taipei Fubombres, who will open things up tomorrow with their home opener. And interesting enough, I think a little bit more turnover than we were expecting from the Braves. They said goodbye to the landlord and someone ding. And of course, can't forget the shooter uh, Jianwei Lu, who they mm-hmm. actually started sometimes and like to give him a lot of the minutes um, during the season. But they're kind of running the Yongsi of the NBA. Yeah, Are they running a dual timeline here, Quan? They definitely are. And like the Golden State Warriors, they are 
it's looking like they're succeeding at it. Um, you know, they basically have separated their core into two separate groups: the veterans with Beast, with Winston, with uh, well, now we don't have Landlord anymore. But um, the other part is the I don't I don't want to say rookies, but the young young guns basically. Mm-hmm. Zhou Guiyu, who's developed nicely, uh, Zhen Xiangjun, who is. Shown a lot, who's shown a lot of promises in in the preseason, mm-hmm. and Chen Fan, and then all the rookies that drafted this season, they all look to be contributors on this team. It's good. It's a deep squad, and I think the Braves are still the team to beat. And not to mention, we haven't even seen Xie Zhongrong play, who is mm-hmm. probably the biggest offseason local acquisition for them. Yeah, it should be as his man of his reputation and S- SBL MVP. Yeah. The previous season, we've had plenty of others. We're talking about maybe like. The Steelers have two between Captain Lou and Sean, maybe from a little while ago. Um, for the Braves, yeah, I, I think finding time on the floor will be an interesting question for yeah. them because um, they might not need to have that higher seed heading into the playoffs, but of course, you know Coach Roger is not exactly happy about them just finishing in the third place spot. Yeah, I think something that's kind of thrown a little bit of a wrench into their plans is not having the ESL. We'll see what they come up with for right. their March championship competition. That'll be still exciting, but of course you're losing out to some of those opportunities during the regular season. For me, I think the only name you missed out on was like Brendan Smart signed a three-year deal, which in our basketball landscape is definitely eye-opening because teams have been kind of hot and cold when it comes to their YG son, their Taiwan University International students. I have to right. give them up a quicker acronym, but <laughs> smart for three seasons. In amidst a lot of other guys who are trying to establish themselves, it's going to be interesting to see how the Braves play out. But I guess I still want to ask though: they have four imports right. that they will figure out who will get the playing time. Who stands out the most to you? Um, I think Chris Johnson's the easy answer. Zaysef with his injury. Singletary, you know, we'll get from him, and we'll see Perry Jones once again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is a veteran group. They're not exactly four young imports. They're not young, and like they also have continuity in the in the uh, import department. I think, if uh, in terms of who who stood who stood out, it's definitely Chris Johnson because he's the new guy, and you know he's a highlight machine. But I think the most important import is still going to be Singletary, right? Like, uh, unless he shows signs of decline in the in the new season, there's no reason for me to believe that he's not the best player on the team anymore so you know i think he's mm-hmm. been he's he's gotten more and more comfortable in in the leadership role with the braves from what we see from what i've seen and i think that's only gonna you know assimilate better as as time goes on all right well let's move away from the basketball court really briefly before we get back to um the playing specific things. Quan, you and I had the good fortune to go out to the States. Right. And we've been building on, hopefully, our existing knowledge about referees. But what about the Plus League heading to Season 3? Right. Have you been excited about when it comes to our office work here at the league? Well, something I've been interested in is, you know, uh, kind of giving our officiating department a better SOP in terms of dealing with statistics, evaluation, and stuff like that. And I, I'm i looking forward to this season of having a better understanding of the officiating department. You know, we have a new colleague that joined us uh, that is going to be specifically taking care of stats. Um, you know, having me as 
as the main video coordinator and having him as, as the stat guy, you know, this combo, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think we can get a lot. We, I think we can get better results and better, you know, efficiency in terms of our workload. That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> you know, video coordinators in basketball make it really far in this business. Oh, yeah, but usually they're not referee video coordinators. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> what we did learn in Oshkosh was how seriously um, officials can take their video reviews. I would tell people all the time, yeah, we could have spent like four hours on a 10-second clip. And it was only one angle. It's not even like in the Plus League we have the six, seven, or eight different broadcast angles, camera angles from right. the game that we could break down. That was just one broadcast angle. And they spent all that time and detail into the craft. Yeah. Well, before we head into the final segment, Quan, the season theme is Oh My PLG. Oh My PLG. It's very pop. It really stands out. And it's supposed to pronounce the performance on the court with all the exciting things that happen off the court. But mm-hmm. from your perspective, how do you take Oh My PLG? Do we... Are we expecting a lot of those moments on the floor during the season? Oh, yeah. I mean, just, you know, harping back on uh, the Chris Johnson point, I think having uh, every season, the league basically has one highlight machine. Last year was Devin Robinson. This year it's going to be Chris Johnson, who's 37, unbelievably. But I, I think we're going to have a lot of those moments. And like I mentioned earlier, I think the competition in general has gone up. Um, even the potentially non-playoff teams is going to be a headache for the playoff teams. So I think, in general, the score is going to be a little tighter. Um, Hopefully, the score goes up as well, but we'll see about that. But the competition is going to be better, so I'm looking forward to that for sure. All right, thanks for that. Well, this final segment, I hope to get a little bit more rapid question and answer, call and response. If we want to break down anything, I will say parking lot, (laughs) and we'll review that in the end. Sure. All right, I have three for you, and you're kind of my guinea pig in this experiment. We'll bring it along to any other guests we bring on to Taiwanese Pro Ball. It's not scripted. <laughs> it's not. Though the questions I actually selected, so I have that prep. We'll okay. save a little bit of time. Let's start with number one. It'll take maybe a little longer. Can you name 10 Taiwan <laughs> cities or counties? Cities Go. or counties? Yes. Okay, Taipei, Taichung, Kaohsiung, Hualien, Yunlin, uh, Nantou, uh, Jilong. Have, have I mentioned Taoyuan? No. Taoyuan, Xinzhu. I feel like missing Xingbei. That's a nice Xingbei. There you go. Okay, thank goodness. Quan is a Taiwanese man. All right. All right. Question number two. Have you ever, and do you play any instruments? Oh, yeah. I was uh, I was a cellist. I was an orchestra, actually. Interesting. Parking yeah. like that one. All right. <laughs> Name one embarrassing thing you've spent any amount of money on. One embarrassing thing I've spent any amount of money on. Oh, Sounds like a lot. I, no, I don't. I don't, per, I don't think I'm a big shopper. Um, mm-hmm. I would say digital currency on games. Ooh, that, yeah, I should have okay. just put in the hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I parking lot the cellist. The cellist. <laughs> how old were you when you started, and how long did you go? I think I started when I was in like first grade or second grade. Okay. I went all the way till when I was in eighth grade, and then when I went abroad. I just stopped. <laughs> I just stopped, and I can't play it anymore. I don't even recognize the notes anymore. It's a waste of money, and you know I apologize to my parents for that. 
Wow. Okay. We have a uh, parent apology on the Taiwanese Pro Bowl podcast. I hope I don't have to do that to the rest of my guests. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks, Quan, for joining and being my little experimental guinea pig. We might revisit at the big milestone stops in the mm-hmm. Plus League, but I hope to get on other interesting voices to get their takes and their perspectives. For sure. Thanks for having me. All right. That's it for now. We're signing off and see you in the next one.